Welcome back to A Beautiful Life, everyone. I hope you're having a wonderful day so far. Um, today, we are breaking into our February topics, which will revolve a lot around hormones and the endocrine system. I am very excited about this topic because it is a huge part, if not the number one part, of the whole focus of my business, um, other than gut health, but endocrine system function directly correlates with it. So I'm very excited to be talking about this stuff with you guys. Um, I, even though I do focus more on women's health than anything else, I do still like to give you a big picture look at the human body. And that means oftentimes comparing male and female physiology because knowing the difference between them two and being able to compare is often a really important aspect to understanding physiology in general um, and biochemistry. It's really amazing when you begin researching and studying the human body to see such distinct differences between men and women that allow for such different strengths and weaknesses and opportunities for growth. It's really quite incredible. Aside from just hormonal differences, men and women have other differences such as their biomechanical differences um, in certain joints which allow for more lower body strength in women, which makes sense because we birth human beings, <laughs> um, and then upper body strength in men. So muscle mass is vastly different and then the joint capacity is vastly different as well. But we also have different adipose tissue locations, skin thickness, blood flow distribution, vis visual acuity. Um, and olfactory acu acuity are also some very important examples. So in that realm, you can imagine, so visual acuity is more toward the male species. They have better visual. Um, they're known for really being really great drivers most of the time. And then women tend to have more of olfactory acuity which means we have better sense of smell and hearing which I think is really interesting it's really cool I just love the human body I love studying it I love learning about it and I love everything about it it's just amazing but today we're going to be talking specifically about hormones and the endocrine system specifically sex hormones because there are just so many different hormones in the human body that we can't cover them all in just one podcast episode. We've already talked about melatonin and that was its own episode and today we're going to be talking about sex hormones. It's going to be its own episode and yes, we can go deeper into this subject but we're not going to today because then it would just be way too much information. Um, and then later on we'll be talking about other parts of the endocrine system as well. So men and women have pretty much the same hormones circulating throughout their bodies at any given moment. However, women have more intricate networks of hormones that regulate their fertility and menstruation. Yay, yes, right? Um, women have a majority of estrogen, progesterone, luteinizing hormone, which is LH, and follicle-stimulating hormone, FSH, with just a touch of testosterone thrown in there. They fluctuate to create our four phases of the menstrual cycle, the follicular, ovulatory, luteal, and menstrual phase. These are all considered your sex hormones and they're controlled by, pu con and they control, gosh, they control puberty and fertility. They're not controlled by them. They are, they control them. Estrogen plays an important role in maintaining a healthy uterus, a strong heart, brain, muscles, and bones, which is why menopausal women, when their um, estrogen starts dropping, are more at risk for osteoporosis. 
as well as placental and breast health and the healthy development of a baby. So estrogen is extremely important. When we get into estrogen dominance, though, that is when estrogen starts becoming more destructive. But we will be talking about that in a later episode um, because it's such a an important subject and it's something that a lot of women, myself included, struggle with on a regular basis. Progesterone helps form the placenta during pregnancy and prepares the uterus for fertilization during ovulation. This is a very important hormone for pregnancy, which is why when you get pregnant, you'll be put on progesterone um, supplements in order to help form a healthy placenta. Some women don't need it, some some women do, and so it just depends on the woman. And then we go into FSH, follicle-stimulating hormone. It is crucial to a regular cycle by stimulating the follicles of the ovaries. And then LH, luteinizing hormone, triggers the release of a mature egg during the ovulatory phase. So you can see how these all kind of work together and how they can all fluctuate during any given phase of your menstrual cycle. Now, testosterone has basically one specific role outside of helping women build and maintain muscle and bone strength, and that is its contribution to their sex drive, which is why women tend to feel sexier during or right before their ovulatory phase, and that's when testosterone is higher. Their body releases testosterone to encourage the fertilization of egg during ovulation. So... If you feel a little bit friskier during your ovulatory phase, that is exactly why you have higher levels of estrogen and higher levels of testosterone at that time, and it's making your body feel really, really good in preparation for um, fertilization. So now men, they do have these same hormones circulating as well, but they are used a little bit differently and are typically either much lower in the case of estrogen or much higher in the case of testosterone than in women. Um, We all know that men have higher levels of testosterone, which does contribute to their sex drive as well, but it's also crucial for musculature and strength, reproductive health, and puberty. So it's important that men have those higher levels of testosterone. If they have lower levels, they're going to be into, they're going to be entering into a lot of um, biochemical problems. If testosterone is too low in men, they're at higher risk of certain cancers and reproductive issues as well as muscle wasting, enlarged abdomens, and breast development in men. So it's really important to maintain testosterone levels. Um, They do have FSH and LH. FSH triggers sperm production and LH stimulates testosterone production. So again, you can't live without these. Men really need these hormones at appropriate levels. Abnormally high or low levels of any hormone can create a cascading effect of dysfunction in both males and females, and that can lead to much larger issues down the road if not treated properly. Um, The same goes for your gut health as well. We talk about the process of dysfunction. It starts in one area and then kind of trickles down to other areas. So it's really frustrating, but it doesn't have to be. Um, It's really easy to reverse these types of issues if you catch them on Um, at a certain time early on. That's what I'm trying to say. Early on, (laughs) dysfunctions such as mental health issues, low libido, libido, sorry, I don't know why I said it that way. Um, For men, it would be erectile dysfunction, skipped ovulations, which is becoming more and more common in women, poor muscle, bone, heart, and brain health, 
These are just to name a few, and then you do have certain cancers that can crop up if you have dysfunction in your endocrine system as well. So it's important to avoid these problems by taking care of it at the source and taking care of hormone imbalances prior to feeling a ton of really unpleasant symptoms. Men typically have an easier time balancing their hormones because they don't fluctuate as drastically as women's. Lucky them, I know. However, there are there have been some instances when hormone imbalance has caused a lot of issues in men. Um, we are seeing a lot more hormone dysfunction in men in recent years, which is why we need to start talking about this. So even though I don't work in men's health, it's important to talk about it because no other man is talking about this. No man is talking about hormone dysfunction in men because it's not cool to talk about, but it's important to understand that men's hormones can be screwed up as well. And the mental health issue is a huge thing. We talked about it in melatonin issues. If your melatonin and serotonin are low, you are more at risk for mental health issues, such as depression and anxiety, among others. Well, the same can be said about the sex hormones. If they are too high or low, they can cause mood swings and mental health issues that doctors typically would just say, okay, we're just going to put you on this pill and it should help. But unfortunately, that does not deal with the underlying cause of why these people are feeling depressed or anxious. So as much as I love working with women, Again, I feel like men really need to pay attention to this. And I think that more men need to be talking about this. Um, And if more men won't talk about it, that's okay. I'll talk about it. I don't mind talking about it. (laughs) So it's important to just get this information out there. It's very important for both men and women to avoid xenoestrogens. Xenoestrogens are man-made chemicals that inhibit the production of natural estrogen, but also build up as estrogen in the body. Um, And unfortunately, your body cannot get rid of this type of estrogen, (sighs) which is great because xenoestrogens are everywhere. (laughs) Um, They're in plastics, they're in care products. You can find them in shampoos, face wash, soap, body wash, Um, You can find it in foods. You can find it in packaging products. Uh, They're they're everywhere. I did a post, I think, in December of 2022, last year, um, about xenoestrogens. I will be posting something again as we get further into February because it's such an important topic. We all need to just avoid them as much as possible which it's going to be impossible at some point because everything's packaged and everything is quick and easy to access. And so odds are you're going to get xenoestrogens somewhere, but limiting your intake of them or your absorption of them is going to be important. But in addition to that, estrogen-causing foods such as non-organic and non-fermented soy also needs to be avoided as much as humanly possible because that is where you're going to get a lot of estrogen that your body it just is going to have trouble getting rid of. I never, all caps, never recommend soy to my clients. It doesn't matter if they are a man or if they are a woman or if they're a child. Soy is just not a necessary ingredient to be consuming on a regular basis. Um, I just don't, I don't support it. I don't support the consumption of it. The reason why is because it is more likely to raise estrogen levels in anybody Um, 
unfortunately, Americans have come to this conclusion for whatever reason that eating soy every day, especially tofu, is okay. Um, if you look at the Asian cultures who eat tofu, like miso and miso soup and stuff like that, they're not they're not eating huge amounts, but they're not they're also eating more fermented. Uh, styles of soy they're eating more fermented versions and so if soy is to be considered always choose fermented always choose organic that is the only way to go this breaks down the estrogen causing molecules in the soy and so fermented is always my number one which is why soy sauce is okay occasionally but if you can find an alternative like coconut aminos that's going to be a really a really great thing to alternate in between. I'm a huge sushi fan. I love it. In fact, I would love some sushi right now because I'm currently watching Cobra Kai again. And they're just eating sushi and it just, oh, it looks so good. <laughs> so I will occasionally have soy sauce, but I just don't, I don't eat it every day. The thing is, is I'm always pushing balance in life. And if you're eating one type of food every single day, it's going to cause problems. It doesn't matter if it's an organic thing. It doesn't matter if it's a natural thing. You shouldn't be eating one thing every day. You've got to switch it up because that's also how you create allergies and food sensitivities as well. So again, if you're going to have soy, choose really good forms of soy and just alternate between other food items because you just eating it every day is just going to cause problems no matter what. There is also the topic of hormone replacement therapy, specifically to testosterone replacement for men. Um, this is usually for men who are finding themselves low in testosterone. Either they're noticing that they're muscle wasting or erectile dysfunction is an issue, and so they'll go for testosterone replacement. Unfortunately, many studies have shown that testosterone replacement or any kind of hormone replacement cause more harm than good and the side effects are just not worth the whole process. They include like blood clots, increased risk for heart attack and stroke, and increased risk of prostate cancer. They're just not a good trade-off. Uh, it just There's so many other ways that you can increase testosterone without going through these synthetic therapies. Um, but again, that will be a subject that we will be talking about later. We're going to be talking about it in a YouTube video. So I am excited to share that information with you guys uh, later this month. If you're looking for hormone balance, I have created programs specifically for you. Two amazing strategies that I don't believe should ever be separated, but often are, are cyclical fitness and cyclical nutrition. Now this is speaking just generally to women at this point. A lot of programs will either give you one or the other but many, in fact, I don't think I've yet, I yet have not seen a program that combines both that give you both the fitness and the nutrition together to balance your hormones. Unfortunately, we cannot separate the mental, physical, and nutritional. We have to have all three together. We have to have a well-rounded approach to our bodies as a whole, and that includes all three aspects of health and wellness. And yes, this does work for men, but again, it's a little bit different because for women, cyclical fitness 
works with the four phases of our menstrual fa- our menstrual cycle and men don't have that <laughs> fortunately for them it's easier for them to balance their hormones in fact uh, i think a lot of men can actually do seed cycling if you've ever heard of seed cycling and see really positive benefits because they are natural ways to balance hormones so i've seen men actually have positive results when they did that alongside women um but it's really important for women especially to get their hormones balanced because even if our just our hormones are slightly off for example estrogen dominance if your estrogen is a little bit higher than it should be it can actually cause a lot of issues including pms that's one of the probably the worst symptoms that you can think of for estrogen and estrogen dominance anyone who's had pms can tell you it is horrible So it's important for us women to get our hormones balanced, but also to cycle through our hormones, creating that natural wave of fluctuation. And so that's why I've created programs that include cyclical fitness and cyclical nutrition to balance those hormones as they fluctuate naturally as you go through your programs. So anyway, I've created infertility programs. I have a couple's infertility program, so you can work together. I have cyclical fitness training. Honestly, any of my programs that you book fitness-wise on my website, they're all going to be cyclical training. It doesn't specifically say, but if you were to go into the fitness page, um, it specifically says that every fitness program is going to incorporate cyclical fitness training. So we're going to work with your hormones individually, whether you're in a group class or you're in a personal training class. But I also have hormone balancing programs. This includes thyroid, adrenal, liver, pancreas, and sex hormones. They're all separate programs, so you can choose based on what you are particularly dealing with. I ended up breaking them down into different programs because I would have women who would come to me who had sex hormone program problems, and so we had to balance their estrogen progesterone levels, and then I had other women that would come to me with thyroid and adrenal problems, and so they needed something completely different. So I've separated them all up to make it very, very easy to address the underlying reason why you're not feeling well. So... Those are just a few of the programs. I do have so many more that you can look at. I'd love to help you achieve hormone balance for less PMS, more energy, better sleep, and stopping dysfunction at its core. And I will just throw this in there real quick. Menopause, once you hit menopause, a lot of women are told that having these PMS-like symptoms of night sweats and hot sweats and and all of these different symptoms that they have for menopause, it shouldn't be seen as normal, um, even though doctors say it's completely normal. But also the risk of osteoporosis goes down when you prepare your body for menopause. So that's one thing that women forget is that prevention is key. And if you're preparing your body now, so I'm 27, I'm preparing my body now, even though I won't be going through menopause, God willing, for another quite a few years. Um, So it's really important to prepare your body early. And, you know, it, it gets harder as you get older to balance your hormones. So the younger you are, it's better, but it doesn't mean it's impossible. So this is why I work with, occasionally work with teenage girls to help them balance their hormones before they get to a point where they're just dealing with debilitating PMS symptoms. So in case you're interested, um, you can go to my website. It's www.labellevfitness. So that's spelled out for you. L-A-B-E-L-L-E 
vie.fitness.com. It's also in the description of this episode, so you can just click it or copy and paste. You can check it out for more information. You're more than welcome to reach out for me to me for more information if you have questions or you can't find what you're looking for. Um, I've made it as streamlined as possible so that it is easier for you guys to find the information you need, but if you have any questions, I'm always here to answer them for you guys. And your first consultation is free. Consultations don't take more than 30 minutes usually, but your consultation is free because usually the first consultation is when we ask questions, answer questions, things like that, figure out what your program would look like. Um, And, you know, there's no use charging for that because it's important for you guys to understand what you're getting yourself into (laughs) and how simple it is. It's really simple. So you're welcome to book a consultation anytime you want. Obviously, my calendar is there for you guys. So I hope that today's episode inspires inspires you even more in what you already know about the human body and what you've learned through these podcast episodes and these YouTube episodes and my Instagram posts. It's just an amazing piece of machinery that God has created. We are literally machines. We are we are just the most high functioning amazing machines. It's it's incredible. We are truly the most intricate int inc- <laughs> Oh my gosh, intricate, beautiful creations. It just is amazing. At the more you peel back the layers of how your body functions and how easy it is to reverse dysfunction once you know what you're doing and addressing it head on and taking it one step at a time, it's really simple to just find a way back to proper function again. So thank you guys so much for joining me today. If you'd like to learn more, like I said, you can go to my website, you can contact me, or you can go to my Instagram. I will be posting all about hormone balance throughout February, which I think is funny that it kind of coincides with Valentine's Day. That was um, a coincidence. It definitely wasn't planned, but I am very excited to be starting that. And since today is February 1st, it'll be all hormones all month. So I'll be also posting a lot more fun stuff as well. So it's not just going to be hormones. We're going to be talking about a lot of other stuff. In fact, I am going to be planning a live event to talk specifically about endometriosis because I feel like this is a topic that we really need to talk about. And I might just end up doing a special podcast episode as well at the same time because this is an important subject. A lot of women don't realize that there are easier ways Um, healthier ways to reverse endometriosis and there are actually spiritual roots to excuse me why women deal with endometriosis so we're going to talk a little bit about that later on this month and I'm just really excited to dig further into this with you guys so thanks for listening until next time have a beautiful life everyone